We're back for another round of our uh, podcasts here at uh, Refuge Church, where we're trying to uh, move a discussion about following Christ and discipleship and what does that look like from just Sunday mornings or your times that you gather at a small group into the uh, everyday space that you live. And we've talked uh, about our rhythms with God and being with God and how, you know, even if you are a college student or, a, or you're in the workplace or you maybe stay at home mom or a retiree, we all have different rhythms. But in that rhythm of life, how, how do we bring uh, our relationship with God to, to the center of that? And then from the center, it should flow out into evidences that other people could recognize and how we reflect him, how we come alongside others, how we live on mission and, and we see people. Uh, these are the things that I believe Jesus told his disciples uh, that we are to do and, and it would become evident uh, if we did them. And so uh, we got to be careful that we don't just do the things just to do them but it flows from a, a relationship with Jesus. Well, you know, as we've been going on for the last few months, we, we say it every time, but we want to be really clear. We, we don't have all the answers here. We're not going to finish everything up in a nice, neat little bow and just hand it to you and say, now go do likewise and you'll be perfect. Uh, that would never be perfect, never happen because we're not perfect, but we want to begin to have these dialogues and discussions. And so uh, I am Pastor Dan Hertzler at Refuge Church in Manor, PA. And uh, with me always, I got these two guys. Uh, I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. And uh, these guys and myself, we've just been having these discussions and dialogues, and uh, we're glad that you're able to listen in and, and join us in on these discussions. Uh, we really want to kind of move, and, and we've kind of had some big buckets in some of these discussions. And so uh, we've been talking about being with Jesus. We've talked about how we reflect him and, and talked uh, about how we come alongside others and model it. Now we're kind of moving into another big bucket about how we see people. And I think this is one of those ones that is so important, not only in how Jesus saw people, but also just how the world wants us to see people. And if you've kind of been going through some of the stuff that's happening within, uh, you know, American culture and American politics over the last few years, you see that uh, the world really or America really wants us to see people a certain way and to label people and to have camps and 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 all these different things. And and we look at Jesus and Jesus does some really radical things. Like if you think about the, the Good Samaritan story, you're probably familiar with uh, where a man was beat up on the side of the road and there would have been ways that people in that time would have seen people they would have seen the the jewish uh priest the jewish temple assistant as the good people and they'd see the samaritan as the bad people and yet jesus flips it in that story and he makes them to say hey uh you know you need to see a samaritan person not just as a samaritan uh, as you identify them as lesser, but you need to see them as as acting more like Christ in that story. Uh, the story of Zacchaeus is another one that comes to my mind where everybody in that town saw him as a notorious sinner, and yet Jesus saw him for who he was and said, I'm going to dine at your house today. What a, what a revolutionary cultural thing that was in that moment for Jesus to do that, even so that the, the leaders thought he was unclean because of how much time he spent with sin. And yet Jesus saw Zacchaeus uh, for who he was, an image bearer of God and one that was ripe for redemption. And that day Zacchaeus came to know Jesus because of how Jesus saw him. So I think this is a huge gut 
kind of check within our lives. How do you see people? How do you see different races? How do you see different cultures? How do you see different genders? Uh, how do you see different political parties? How do you see different eco or economic social classes? How do you see, you know, all just different people and, and how much of uh, other things outside of Scripture come into play in those moments? And, and so we want to begin that. And we're going to begin uh, the next few weeks uh, we're, uh, talking about this, but but really today we're going to say, uh, why is it so hard to see people like Jesus? Uh, we've got to really just kind of be honest with that. Uh, we uh, have a hard time seeing people the way Jesus saw him. Uh, you know, when Jesus saw the masses in Matthew chapter 9, he saw them uh, and had compassion upon them because they were sheep without shepherds. When we see the people, are we seeing them as Jesus saw them? I had recently, uh, according to this, or at the time of this recording, had uh, been in the airport. And uh, I was just curious, kind of the day after, thinking through how many people I actually came in contact with during that airport. You know, the, whether it's other passengers, workers, uh, people. I mean, it was probably literally hundreds upon hundreds, probably even a thousand people that I would have come in contact yeah. as I traveled through the airport. But how many did I really see? Mm-hmm. How many did I really notice? How many did I really actually stop and just think about or start conversations with or dialogue or, you know, and that's just a, a one example and, and we can have many of them. But, um, you know, as, as we think about this bigger, broader topic, Mike, uh, you know, what are some thoughts that come to your mind? <laughs> oh, man, it's such a it's such a good question. Um, you know, this is something that has been near and dear to my heart for just about as long as I can remember, even in my most selfish periods um, of time. I mean, I think I approached this from a pretty sinful perspective before, and, I, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert, but you know, I've always kind of had the belief that at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, the end of the day, people are just, they're people. And yeah, we, we have different races and genders and um, backgrounds and social classes and things like that. And I'm not going to be so ignorant to say that those things don't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think we all have things like eye color too. And, mm-hmm. and that doesn't have to be the first thing that we see about each other. Mm-hmm. And I love about the gospel because it's not something that is just for the elite. It's not something that is just for the reigning, um, you know, a racial class or, or, um, social class or whatever. It is something that transcends all of those things. It, yeah. It's something that has opened doors literally for everybody. If you just go in and, and read what it says and, and, and what that is, and that's that there is, there is hope Yeah, that God is who he says that he is. And he has made a way to reconciliation with him and, yeah. and, and what that looks like. And, um, I think it's particularly difficult and challenging in um, in our situation, even just in the West, um, especially with social media. I think that's given rise to almost a counterfeit hospitality where I'm just doing the thing for more clicks and more likes. And um, I really don't actually care about you and, and all of yeah. that. I think we saw that, Dan, you alluded to um, the reality that we don't always record these um, or we record them somewhat in advance. but. Yeah. You know, when the Ukrainian war broke out, Mm. you know, there was this huge push to support 
the Ukraine. And I think there still are champions of that that are supporting that, but it has been nowhere near what it was because there's so many things vying for our attention. There's so many other things that, that we're trying to do. And it's just kind of the new thing that we're going to click on and support, yeah. but then we're just going to jump onto the next thing. So we're really not recognizing sometimes that these people are people whose lives are still being affected by this. Are we still working to support that kind of a thing? Are we still working to, to stand behind people that are dealing with whatever it is that they're going through? And that's yeah. just one example. There are thousands. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's a challenging question, yeah. and, and I think ultimately it comes down to the fact that things are just going so fast, it's hard to slow down and really just see that people are people. Yeah, and that's that's part of what you know this this one episode we're talking about here is that uh, there is so much out there that's pushing counter to what Jesus did. And social media news, you know, and and uh, what gets our attention, and in the news cycle, and and all those things are are on one side trying to almost shape and and steer what we see, and and how we see the world. Um, you know, video editing from different networks can be completely different on the yeah. same topic, and it's all tried to gear us to see the world a certain way. And yet, as a believer, we have to say, how do we see the world? And when I mean the world, how do we see people right. the way Jesus saw them? Uh, it you aren't going to, you know, and I've used this illustration before, you can't assume the world's a lazy river that's just going to guide you right down to a relationship with Christ, <laughs> okay? Yeah. You literally have to realize that this this world, and, and again, I'm using that world in the context of the, the systems, the ideologies, uh, things that are, are not in line with Christ, as, as it's going to guide you a certain way, and it's not going to lead towards Christ. So we have to be very intentional about how we see people, uh, almost really uh, countercultural, yeah. because it's not going to be uh, just by by uh, you know just floating through this. It's way. not just going to happen. No, no, and and we got to be aware of that. So, Ryan, what are, what are your thoughts? I think we don't see the people because we're often honestly just too distracted by ourselves. Like I think we're just looking at ourselves way too much to even truly be able to look at someone else, you know? And then I think too, at the same point, the people that we do see are often the people that we want to become like, mm. or the people that we want to get something from. Yeah. You know, I think, and that's the real danger of the people I believe God wants us to see are often the people we can't get a thing from, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know? And you just, when in, in the gospel of Luke, I believe, when Jesus is talking about when you have a feast, not don't invite all your friends, invite the poor, the lame, you know, the yeah. people who can never pay you back. Yeah. And it's just like that, that seeing of God, I have to get my eyes off of myself so yeah. that you can actually show me the people that you want to reach, you know, yeah. you want to bless it through me. So I think that's the main thing that I at least struggle with in my life is I got to look away from myself to actually see other people. Yeah. yeah. You know, when, when you say that, Ryan, I was thinking, you know, how much of life's relationships are transactional? Yeah, it really is. I mean, if we really think about it, like I will do this for you if you do this for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that relationship is great as long as the transactions keep flowing. Yep. Yeah. But as soon as the transaction stops on one end, all of a sudden someone says, wait a second, what happened? Now they're not my friend. Now they're not this. Now they're not that. And, and there's something there's something broken there. What Jesus comes and says is, I paid all transactions. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to come. There's not a transaction because I've given you all. Now from that, freely go and give. And 
man, how crazy that is because now we're not trying to get a seat at the table mm. anymore. We're not trying to get a seat at the power brokers. Mm. We're not trying to sit at the, the most popular, the, the most rich, the most powerful, all that kind of stuff. We can be free to say, I don't need that transaction anymore. I'm free from that. Now I can, I can live in the margins. Mm. I can live with those who are forgotten. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can be with those that no one else notice. Um, you know, I remember going on a missions trip. Uh, again, my my mind's forgetting when Katrina was hurricane. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Okay, good. Good memory, so. Mike. Uh, and I think it was about two years after I, I went down to to um, Mississippi, Biloxi, Mississippi, uh, to do some uh, continual work there. And I remember uh, on one side uh, of a bay was just a whole line of casinos, lit up, bright, pumping with music. I mean, they were going all night long. Across the bay. Uh, there was there was all these still slabs of foundations that were still after two years not replaced. Mm. People had lost homes, and 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 I could almost see like from one end I could look and see the contrast to the way the world looks to, mm-hmm. to the way that that you know what is important and how they got that back up and running and moving so quick, and then over here people were just forgotten. Yeah, and, and it was almost like God was telling me, okay, now now which one are, have I called you to serve? Now, mm-hmm. again, I'm not here to say, okay, we just serve the forgotten. Like we we are to serve everybody, but if we're honest in this moment, we recognize our our eyes and our attention go to people that have more things or have nicer stuff or things we we like you said, Ryan, we want. And I think, too, in the same way, just to kind of flip things on its head again, I think we often very much see, you know, we'll see someone who's homeless, you know, and and no, they are in need. Like they wouldn't be there if they had all that they needed. But then at the same time, we we so idolize or see these, you know, rich people and be like, oh, man, just look at, you know, they really made it. Like, what do you do for a living? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You need the gospel just as much as the homeless person. Right. Really, truly. You're in the same condition, if not maybe even in a worse condition because you don't think you need help. Well, in that situation, we see them the way we want to see them, but we don't actually take the time to, how are you doing? You know, and, and, you know, Again, I mean, you can look at many statistics, high-end CEOs, people with stuff, they aren't much happier than anybody else. So, you know, that's a really good point. You know, again, we, you know, we see people the way we want to see them. Mm -hmm. We see someone with money and we think, oh, they're successful. They've got it all together. Yeah. And in reality, uh, you know, they might be faking everything and, Mm -hmm. and be one, one moment away from from uh from disaster themselves um mike what what's some things that you've read or, or things that have helped you to understand some of this stuff yeah and just even as i hear you guys talk i i think that one of the the key roots to this that that can be really difficult to wrestle with even for you know as i've thought through this like i i wrestle with this right mm-hmm. and that's that there is just a selfish center point right mm-hmm. ryan said this with the self-centeredness and everything and that when we, when I look at those people and, and whether wealthy or not affluent or not, and see what I do want, what I don't want, typically there's a selfish note to it of yeah. why I do and don't want to be involved. Like you said, it's transactional. And, um, uh, I've referenced her before. Her name's Rosaria Butterfield. And then the book is the gospel comes with the house key, but, but she says this, she says, um, Christian hospitality cares for the things that our neighbors care about. Esteeming others more highly than ourselves means nothing less. It, it means starting where you are and looking around for who needs you. Um, and what I love about that is you can't be selfish if you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you can like there's a, a some super seedy like self gain thing. I think maybe, but at the end of the day, like if I'm looking at what my neighbor needs or, or what that person down the street needs, like I am offering to completely inconvenience myself. Yeah. To put everything that I have on hold and and, and to go and and just show you that you have a God that loves you. Yeah. That yeah. loves you enough that, that he told maybe not Ryan and I were actually talking about this before the show about something unrelated. I maybe didn't hear the Holy Spirit or Jesus or God or, or whoever or Michael didn't show up as an archangel to say you need to go feed this person. But yeah. like he's commissioned us yeah. to go and, and, and to share the gospel and in doing that to live out a certain mission. And so, yeah, he's told me that I need to stop and I need to like I need to work to see people and to try to meet them. And if I can feed them, then I need to feed them. And if I can help them out some other way, I have at least 10 coats in my closet. Why do I need 10 coats? They're not 10 winter months. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I just, it's a great book. It it is really helps. Um, you know, just in terms of the perspective of just being, um, generous and and hospitable with, with just not just your stuff, but just your time in general. Yeah. That's good. It's good. And, and, you know, as, as you're sharing and I'm sharing, Ryan sharing, you know, again, we're, we're not sharing and say our experiences are the experiences, you know, right. Um, you know, we all have kind of, and what's the beauty I think of, of the universal church is we all have these unique worlds we live in. Uh, and you know, the, the gospel, God's word is for all people, all places, all time. So right. mm-hmm. it, what we're just saying is it can't just work for me and then no one else it has to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that means we have to see everybody. That means we have to recognize everybody, but yet your everybody might be different than my everybody. And, and because of the, the ways that we you know, we pass. So again, don't hear this and, and just assume, uh, you know, I got to you got to do what they said. Uh, we're just kind of saying a little bit of what we're trying to hope you to do is to say, how do we make this, you know, into our lives and into our rhythms, into our uh, everyday kind of life in, in a way that we can see people as Jesus did. So, uh, Ryan, what's some things you read? There's this quote by a guy, Michael Molinos. I read a book uh, with him and three other authors. That's It's, it's kind of like a devotional book, mm-hmm. but it's really good. And, and he says, faith and intention are always enough. And for me, this, it really speaks to this topic because when I'm just, just saying, I'm praying, you know, Lord, help me to see people, you know, just help me to see them. I find often that even if I do see them, a lot of times, you know, I'm like, what do I do? You know, I start like freaking out, like, okay, Lord, like, am I supposed to go, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And, you know, maybe I feel like the Lord's lead me to go to talk to someone and I just say all the wrong things. And I'm like, (laughs) I should have shared the gospel with them. And I did, you know, and then I leave and I'm like feeling defeated. But I think so much of it is just about your faith and your intention, like the quote. And it's, our executions are going to be terrible. Just just, just be okay with like, you're going to want to preach a sermon to someone and share the love of Jesus with them. And and maybe what you do is just go give them a hug or just, Hey, how are you? You know? And it's like, I think we have these unrealistic expectations of what our encounters are going to be with our neighbors. But you know, then at the same time, just have to share this because, um, there was someone in my neighborhood and I've, and I felt like I was supposed to go talk to this guy. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, oh man, you know, I, I got to get home. You know, I got these things doing. And I feel like God often puts interruptions in my life just, just to show me like mm-hmm. I don't run my life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing things even when I don't see it. And so I just, you know, go say, hey, how's it going? And this, my neighbor, a couple houses down, is about to go through this major heart surgery. Wow. He's got all this stuff going on. Find out he's literally like been praying and seeking God. He doesn't know God, yeah. but he's seeking God. It's like, wow, yeah, Lord, awesome. like, yeah. you yeah. know, just knowing that like God is at work yeah. and, and he might very well be using you to speak some truth in life and right. maybe just pray and encourage someone just right next door to you. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a cool story. I love the fact that, you know, he's praying and you don't know he's praying yeah. and God's moving over here and 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 how God brings that. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the more powerful things I think we can do in this in this day and age is just let people know that they are seen and heard. Yeah. And there's a God who sees and hears them too. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people just feel like does anyone care? Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone see me? Mm-hmm. Does anyone, you know, care about my story? And if you just take a moment to say, I see them, yeah. I hear that, I hear your story. And, and that, and somehow then you're able to say it's because there's a God who hears and sees you, mm-hmm. uh, can be a, a extremely powerful moment. Um, you know, Mike, how, how do we put this into a real practical step? How, how do we, if we have a desire to say, I want to see people better yet it's, I'm acknowledging is hard. What, what are some steps people can take? I, I love this. Uh, and I love just that story and everything. Cause again, we don't, we don't always talk and share these things, but kind of along those lines, I, I think one of those things is that you kind of literally practically have to see people like mm-hmm. you have to have your eyes open. And so, um, you know, one of my suggestions would be first and foremost, I just start where you are, not where you want to be. Right. Just like mm-hmm. always, but just to kind of slow down and, and just try to become aware of what's around you. Um, maybe when you're at the grocery store or something and, and you're in line, um, don't pull out your phone that is scientifically proven to just be demanding your attention and making you unaware of what's around you, but look at the people in front of you and, and don't stare them down. Um, but like <laughs> just in your mind, just start to pray pray for it. Take a couple moments to just pray over that person in front of you. And then the next person or the start with the person that's at the checkout. And instead of resenting them for buying so many clusters of grapes or whatever, and taking up all your time, just use that time to pray for them because you don't know what God is doing and, and, and in their lives and who they, they might be searching for or seeking for or something like that. So just kind of become aware, but something else is, um, to, uh, just be learning, um, always be kind of open to be learning with a grain of salt, right? We want to measure everything and and measure it against the word of God, but, um, don't just read articles or posts or blogs or listen to podcasts of people that you agree with. Um, maybe check out some voices that, um, maybe you don't totally disagree with because that might not be super productive, but, but offer differing opinions and things like that. This is something that I know pastor Dan's really challenged us to do. Um, just in our, uh, the offerings of people that we read to get different perspectives to get, um, you know, what, what does this person from this type of a denomination have to say or something like that? And to just, as we, really form a a solid foundation to continue to expand that and hear people that we disagree with more and more, but to really hear them to really, what's at the heart of what it is that they're saying and, and, and to try to, um, get to all that. Yeah. I know it's benefited me a lot to follow, uh, pastors from, uh, other countries. 
to hear their views, their perspectives, so that it's not just, okay, what, what is working in my, my nation, my culture, but seeing a global view of that, trying to widen my lens in that and, and um, you know, having that be a, a humbling check. I also know, um, you know, as you were saying about the phones, you know, I think the, the AirPods, you know, can be, you know, headphones can be a real interesting challenge for us because now we get to shut out the world mm. and we can control what music we want yeah. uh, and we don't have to acknowledge anyone. It's so interesting you say that because I will actually, if I'm in a rush or if I intentionally don't want to deal with anybody at the grocery store, I will make sure I bring my AirPods <laughs> wow. and put them in yeah. so that I can just cruise. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a, such an easy thing. I remember, you know, back in the day, someone was telling me about, you know, they thought like putting air conditioning in cars was a bad thing because we would roll up our windows, we'd drive through towns, we'd have our music on, and we'd sh- kind of shut the world wow. out mm-hmm. in the in the towns we drive through. And you know, we've all probably have had different towns that we don't know anything about anyone in those towns, but we hear the reputation, and we just think, I'm just going to drive right through those towns uh, and block everything else out. I think if you just are listening to this podcast and you can a- acknowledge how easy it is to not see people, uh, how much the world wants to steer us away from seeing people, and yet what Jesus calls us to. Mm. Uh, then you are on the start of maybe getting a, a whole different worldview perspective uh, about people. And, you know, um, you know, God said that we were created in his image. Mm. The angels weren't created in his image, yeah. you know, dogs and cats and uh, whatever your favorite pet wasn't created in his image (laughs) as much as we love those humanity is Mm -hmm. and uh that's all of humanity and there's something about that at its basic core that we should be able to stop and see uh and i think it reveals uh some things maybe about ourselves or what we've held on to or what we've attached to it that can be a really good process. So uh, again, we want to encourage you in this journey to um, continue to explore, continue to think, continue to ask questions. If you want to email us, you can do that at infochurchrefuge.com. You can go to our website, churchrefuge.com. You know, we want to be able to kind of explore this topic over the next few weeks and really help to, uh, to change maybe uh, from what we had been doing to saying, now what does Jesus want of us or require of us? How did Jesus see little children? How did Jesus see women? How did Jesus, Jesus see sinners and, and, and all these other people? And, and um, you know, how am I uh, seeing people the way that Jesus saw people?